Hey there, folks. Welcome to, of course, uh, Griff Talks Football. And it's definitely been an exciting week of, of football. Uh, had a Thursday night game for the NFL opener with the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And that was a definitely a good way to kick off the NFL Week 1 2021 season. A very competitive and awesome game. And then to end the Week 1 of the 2021 season, we had the Raiders and the Ravens for Monday Night Football uh, this past week, uh, which was also a phenomenal, crazy game. I feel like the game represents Vegas, how, uh, or the city of Las Vegas, where, you know, crazy things happen. You don't know how it happened, but it ended up being a very good outcome for one person or one team and a terrible outcome for the other one. Uh, but regardless, uh, it was an amazing game between the Raiders and Ravens. But there are two games that I want to highlight. Uh, from this past week. And we're going to start with the Browns and the Chiefs. Uh, Believe it or not, it was a very competitive game. (laughs) Uh, Most people always assume that the Browns are terrible other than this past year, which they made the playoffs, won a playoff game, and lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. And so there was a lot of hype around this game, this opener on CBS, national television, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, Baker Mayfield, and the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns led for about three quarters. And then the Chiefs ended up winning the game because Tyreek Hill, uh, I'm sorry, not Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes threw a ball to Tyreek Hill for a one-play 75-yard touchdown, cut the lead at 29-27. Browns go three and out with a month punt. Kansas City scores, failed the two-pointer, makes it 33-29. Browns go three and out again, but then the Browns' defense made a stop, gave the Browns another opportunity to win the game because at that point it was still 33-29, and Baker Mayfield gets tripped over by a defender as soon as he's throwing the ball, which ended up going to another defender's hands for the interception end of the game, Uh, which as a Browns fan was very frustrating to see. There were so many opportunities that the Browns had to maintain the lead to end up winning that game, and in the clutch moments, didn't make enough plays. And I won't say that's necessarily Baker Mayfield's fault by any means, uh, because the Chiefs' defense made a couple of critical plays in the game to get their offense back, but there are certain plays that Baker could have made better decisions on or better throws on that could have extended a drive and maybe another touchdown because the Browns offense was averaging eight point yard, something like they're averaging basically eight yards of play. That's a lot in the NFL to average eight yards of play. Um, and they got like four rushing touchdowns on the chiefs defense, two by Nick Chubb, one by cream hunt, one by Jarvis Landry. And I can make the argument here. I think that's going to be potentially a AFC championship game because the Browns went toe-to-toe to toe with a Chiefs offense. It's just so explosive where literally it's created so many memes, one being the meme where it shows a picture of Patrick Mahomes about to throw a football, and it says, fuck it, Tyreek Hill down there somewhere. <laughs> like 
which Tyreek Hill is one is definitely the fastest receiver in the NFL, and he has become also one of the best route runners in the NFL. He doesn't beat defenses with size because he's about as tall as me, but yet is definitely 100% smaller than I am, and again is faster than me. Uh, and again, is also one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's definitely made a name for himself, not just for special teams, but also, again, for being a phenomenal wide receiver and that Patrick Mahomes can rely on. And you can see why time and time again, these past couple years and this season, a lot of people are picking the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl because of how explosive their offense is, how good their O-line was, even though all the starters are new. They've pretty much gelled, meshed well together. Patrick Holmes barely got hit, except for at the end of the game, the one sack that gave Cleveland another chance to take the lead, but evidently that didn't happen for Cleveland. But again, Patrick Holmes is one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the game, and Baker is not on that level. But Baker is a competent or good quarterback and is good enough to operate a phenomenal offense that the Browns have. I don't see another AFC team that could take on the Chiefs with enough offensive firepower. Defensively, we know that it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Bill Belichick has been the only one that has least given Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, also offensive play caller, uh, enough fits, right? Like last year, Bill Belichick's defense held the Chiefs to like three points in nearly all three quarters, which is very rare. And in a phenomenal game plan, but he also had the defensive pieces to do it. No other AFC team has that. You think of the Ravens, but it's Lamar, and it's constant blitz zero pressure, but you can't really do blitz zero against the Chiefs because they got too many fast dudes at the perimeter, and Travis Kelsey at tight end, uh, to just outrun a person in man-to-man coverage and catch the ball and go and take it to the house. So the only AFC teams that can compete with the Chiefs, as of right now, and I don't want to make an overreaction uh, uh, Monday statement, even though at the time we're just recording, it is a Wednesday, but roster-to-roster, offensive weapon the offensive weapon, some defensive pieces, No other AFC team can compete with the Chiefs other than what we saw between the Browns and uh, between the Browns, uh, potentially Patriots if they get more explosive offensive plays, and Ravens just being dependent on Lamar Jackson at Jackson and hoping to have defensive pressure uh, getting to Mahomes. Right? Dolphins have phenomenal defense. But their offense is still a work in progress. Uh, Bills have no running game and don't have a phenomenal defense and just rely on Josh Allen. So I know the Browns lost that game. Take it at you, uh, if you will. But that is a potential AFC championship game because those are both of those teams arguably have the best rosters in the AFC. So, for the Browns, I don't. I, I expect them to come back this week against Houston because they have a far younger and phenomenal roster compared to what Houston has. And for them to go into Arrowhead and almost pull out the W, 
Um, you know, I'm not saying there's moral victories. However, you know, it's very difficult to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes in the month of September since 2018 has thrown like 35 touchdowns, zero picks, and has won all of his games. He's like 11 and 0. So it's so it's like trying to beat Patrick Mahomes in the month of September alone is just effing ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, so that has been my takeaway from that game. And now we're going to shift into another game. Uh, the one that opened the 2021 uh, NFL season, the Buccaneers in Dallas Cowboys. Um, at the end of the game, Buccaneers won because Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does and just comes back from behind and gives the team a win uh, or the kicker enough space and enough yardage to make a uh, doable field goal to then win the game. Uh, so there's that. Uh, they ended up beating Dallas 31-29. And at the end of the game, Dak Prescott was mic'd up telling Tom Brady – We'll see you again. And to that I say, uh, I don't think Dallas is going to see the Buccaneers in a playoff game. Because Dallas, even with the offensive weaponry, has no defense. I understand that they forced four turnovers against the Buccaneers. But a lot of those turnovers were really self-inflicted. I'll give credit to those turnovers to Dallas because they forced fumbles. But the two interceptions, one was bounce off Leonard Fournette, the halfback, off his hands into another defender. And the second one was a Hail Mary pass that Tom Brady tried to throw a touchdown and couldn't get it. And in doing so, Dallas almost took it back to the house for a touchdown, but the defense back got tackled, uh, which ended the halftime. Uh, and with that being said, even though it was a very competitive game, Dallas does not have enough defensive players especially with DeMarcus Lawrence now injured with a broken ankle. Uh, they don't have enough defensive players to hold offenses to lower than uh, to less than 24 points, at least. If they could at least do that, Dallas would – a lot of people argue that Dallas would be a legitimate playoff team. But not enough to go deep into the playoffs to an NFC championship game. Dallas may have enough weapons and – maybe some pieces on defense to win the NFC East, but the NFC East is terrible. Right? The rest, like other than the Eagles, all the teams, including Dallas, lost their first game of the year. Again, not making an overreaction, but you have to consider the amount of NFC teams that are that that are phenomenally good, right? Buccaneers, the 49ers coming back from all injuries, and they won their game. Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, the Rams with their offensive weaponry, defensive pieces, as well as Matthew Stafford, and the Cardinals, which I don't think will make the playoffs, but they will probably be the best fourth-place team in the NFL, especially in NFL history, because they have talent on both sides of the ball to win a lot of games. It's just they're in a competitive NFC West. Um, and I also wouldn't forget uh, potentially the Saints for being a good team. They whipped the Packers 38-3, to and a lot of people were thinking the Saints were going to have a down year. Maybe not go 13-4, and but I don't think the Saints are going to miss the playoffs given the fact that they still have a bunch of pieces defensively and a good pass rush. And if Jameis Winston, with his weird training videos and LASIK eye surgery, uh, doesn't turn over the ball, 
uh, he, the offense should be fine. The reason why I worry about Dallas not going to the NFC Championship and seeing Tom Brady again, if we're going theoretics here, uh, is because there's a lot of good NFC teams. I guarantee you that there's going to be three from the NFC West division alone that will make the playoffs. I have a feeling it's going to be the 49ers, the Rams, and Seattle. And then you got to consider the Buccaneers going in there, which makes it four out of seven because there's seven spots allowed for a playoff contention in each conference. So that's four teams already. So, you know, what team is left over? Well, um, you got potentially a team from the NFC North, most likely the Packers winning that division. And then uh, I would say the Saints, either the Saints or the Panthers taking that seventh seed spot. Uh, as a wild card team, which then leads to the only way Dallas is going to make the playoffs is by winning that NFC East. So uh, Dak played well. His shoulder doesn't seem to be bothering him. He threw like 58 times, which is a lot. But again, that night, at least Dallas had no running game. I mean, granted the Buccaneers front seven is just a phenomenal defensive uh, has phenomenal defensive players just within the box alone. Um, and they have a good secondary as well. Uh, but it's very difficult to handle those Dallas Cowboys receivers because they're all good. They're all phenomenal. However, again, Dallas doesn't have enough defensive pieces to then win double-digit games this year. And Dallas still has to go through the Eagles and other teams, you know, the Giants and the Washington football team to win that division. So if Dallas wins the division this year, they're going to face, they're most likely going to be fourth place, and they're going to face a fifth-place team, which I would say would either be uh, the Rams, the 49ers, or the Seahawks. Uh, All three of them are bound to make the playoffs just because of how talented those teams are. So that was my takeaway from those, what I deem were the two biggest games from week one was a potential AFC championship preview between the Browns and the Chiefs based on the rosters alone. And then, you know, Dallas, I'm, I'm thinking, doesn't have enough defensive pieces to get them to double-digit wins this year. It's going to be a lot of, you know, reliance on Dak Prescott throwing, you know, 50 times a game, which will wear down the shoulder a lot. So I'm not saying Dallas isn't making the playoffs this year. I feel like their only way of making the playoffs is through winning the division because there's too many talented teams within the NFC uh, to not make the playoffs. We could potentially see four teams from one division make the playoffs, but that's I don't see that happening because, again, there's too many other good teams that can have enough a good enough record to take a fifth, sixth, or seventh uh, seed in the NFC. So that is it from today's episode. Uh, I'll be back next week with another one, of course. Can't wait for week two. Uh, can't wait to you know see the other exciting games that are going to be coming up. And uh, looking forward to publishing next week's episode. Until then, take care, fellas. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll see y'all soon.